Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, as always. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're having as good a time as we are being here for you. If you want to call us, you can get us at 866-WS-RADIO or 866-977-2346. And uh, we'd love to have you call us. And Marsha, why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest? Okay, well, about our guest... He's an amazing guy. So I know all these smart people on Twitter and Facebook, and that's how I get smart myself. You know, Scott Townsend. Uh, and this guy is Alan Berkson, who's in my CustServe chat group. We talk every Tuesday night. And why don't you tell us what that the, is for people who uh, don't know what that we, is? We get together and we talk about customer service and how it works with Dealing online, dealing with the customer, dealing in the real world, and the changes that were made. So that's every Tuesday, hash mark CustServe on Twitter. So okay. join us if you'd like. Anyway, so I came across an article from Gizmodo called, Hi, my name is Molly, and I'm addicted to browser tabs. And just a quote from the article, she says, Right now I have 16 tabs open, <laughs> of which four are being actively used. The remaining 12 are split between A, pages I need to reference for something I'm not working on right now, and I don't want to close them because then I'll forget, and B, pages I think I'm about to need, but in reality probably will not. Does that ring a bell with you or Weston? Oh, I mean, I, you know, certainly during the show, I keep a million tabs open because I'm referencing back and forth, but even at, you know, in, in my off time, I keep tabs open. It just seems more convenient to me. Well, okay, so we started this chat on Twitter, and a bunch of guys jumped in on it who were all at different things, and luckily I got Alan Berkson of the Intelligist Group. He blogs, he's just an all-around smart guy. Alan, you with me? I am with you. Hi, Marsha. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you in real world, huh? Absolutely. (laughs) One of those strange things about social media, right? Exactly. So we started talking online a little bit, and Alan, I'm going to let you pick it up, about the different browsers and changing browsers and the stability of browsers. And why don't you give us a little a little short take on, on what we were talking about? Uh, well, it's surprising to me that after all these years uh, from starting to use browsers back in the mid-'90s that there still is not one standard that, or one browser that will be able to basically read every site. Um, I know for me, I have Chrome, I have Firefox, I have IE. Uh, I actually just had to install Safari. I'm a Windows user. I just had to install Safari uh, just to use one particular app. And how's that working out? Uh, it worked for that one app, but it didn't work in any other browser. It was, you know, so uh, I even checked out my blog. Um, I, Chrome is about 35%, Firefox about 30%, IE about 15%, and then Safari and then uh, others. But so... You know, we're not the only ones who have the problem that you know, we can't really figure out which browser to use. Well, I find that I had switched to Chrome because I figure, okay, I'm using all the Google stuff. And I, I did notice that Chrome was a little lighter on memory when I had it up and that Firefox was kind of a hog. But I found when I had a lot of uh, tabs open, they weren't really open. I would click back to the tab and the page would be blank and I'd have to reload it, which I found incredibly annoying. And it, it just finally got to me and got to me. So uh, the computer I'm using right now, I'm using Chrome on actually, but on my main computer, I switched back to the latest version of Firefox. 
and I found that handles it better. What what have you found as far as memory usage and keeping tabs open? Oh, I, I, it's something I keep track of. I, you, you talk about Chrome being light, but it depends on how often you reboot your computer or reboot Chrome, but it just keeps gobbling up memory. Yeah. And, and then I'll notice my computer's slow, and the first thing I think to do is, all right, I guess I've got to close Chrome and bring it back open. You know, I use IE all the time. I, for some reason, I just obviously started as a PC guy, and I've always used IE, and I just like it more than the others. You know, what about IE, and what's your take on that? Well, the reason why I started using Chrome is because I have more than one desktop. I have desktop, I have laptop, multiple locations, and Chrome lets me sync uh, my my favorites and you know, between the different browsers. IE didn't let me do that, so mm-hmm. I'd have to keep up that in sync. Um, that was by really the way, the Alan. I want to add in that the new Firefox allows you to do that, and it also allows you to sync any of your bookmarks and links from Chrome if it's installed on the computer or on your network. I've been, I've been becoming a bigger fan of Firefox lately, I have to admit. Um, so, one, uh, I was just going to say one thing. You know, this, our conversation started because we were talking about how many tabs you have open, and uh, I have to say that one of the biggest fights in my house is about tabs. I'm probably like a lot of people, I think even in that article it mentioned, uh, I use tab, like open tabs is something that I need to get back to, um, that I just don't have now, you know, I, I don't have time now to look at it or it's something I want to remember. And then uh, my wife will come over, use my computer, and instead of closing a tab, she'll close the browser. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's annoying. But, but what's nice about Firefox is it allows you to restore your entire session. So that's yeah, I like, I like that. about Firefox. And I, since I don't have it open, I believe when you open your browser, you can just close it. And when you open your browser, again, it will open to your home page. But if you just go to history and click there and click restore previous session, bam, they're all back up. And I That's do like huge. that. That's huge. You know? Now, Alan, does your wife delete your DVR recordings as well? <laughs> That's, no. That would be just evil, I think. Yeah, I, you know, some people just, oop, sorry, I forgot. No, yeah. you know, no, it's, uh, I find that quite interesting. There is a, an extension for Firefox now that I did add on. Um, it's a cache extension, and in the lower right-hand corner, it shows you how much flash memory and how much cache memory you're using in your browser. And as you're working during the day, you can watch it build up, and by... R- Right-clicking on it, you can empty the cache, you can empty the flash memory. And, Marsha, I'm sorry, this is in which browser? Firefox. In Firefox, you can do that, okay. And it's a cat. it's C-A-C-H-E, and it'll help you empty out some of that memory on the fly, but I find it's not fully efficient. I mean, if you've been really cranking, you've got 24 windows open, you want to save some, what I do generally is I close the ones that I know yeah, okay, I'm definitely going to go back to Facebook. I don't need to keep this open, right? I'll close them all down, and I'll just close the browser, and I find with that new restore feature, it just brings it back up. So that that makes me very happy. Alan, you deal with a lot of different websites. Are they still looking different on different browsers? Um, it's not necessarily a question of looking different, but some functionality may not work, um, and depending on what... For example? Um... If there, uh, I don't know, I'm not a, a coder, but it's, it, there was a site we were using to, and this is where I actually had to load Safari to edit, uh, uh, like squeeze pages for a, uh, for landing pages for a website. 
and it didn't work in Firefox, didn't work in Chrome, didn't work in IE. I actually <laughs> had to load Safari just to use that particular tool. Oh, um, dear God. But I do have a secret, and, and it's kind of funny because I'm a fan of Mozilla, period. I mean, okay, they do Firefox, but, you know, Mozilla has been out there doing some great stuff for a lot of years. And I highly re- recommend anybody that's listening, Sea uh, Monkey. <laughs> I remember sea those monkey? things. The water <laughs> no. and in your bowls, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, they yeah were right. Cool. You get them in the back of comic books, those right? Those were cool. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> no, actually, Sea Monkey is a free and open source cross-platform internet suite. Um, believe it or not, it was started back in 2005. And if you, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. And they have continued to update it regularly. The last update was March 30th, 2012. Okay? So they keep going and keep going. And one of the cool things, and Alan, you might like this, is it's got a, remember the old-fashioned WYSIWYG HTML editors? Sure. I mean, they were very common in the old days. By the way, just saying WYSIWYG, I think that's uh, dating yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds weird. for those of you who, who are young and don't know, WYSIWYG stands for what you see is what you get. So if you're working on a web page in a WYSIWYG HTML editor, it means as you design the page and you make changes to it, you're going to see it on the fly. So if you put in tags, code, um, and the SeaMonkey composer has a browser preview, and believe it or not, it works incredibly well. You want to do a little something fancy on a website, I just opened SeaMonkey, which is amazing. And the SeaMonkey project, they have official builds for three operating systems, Microsoft Windows, Linux, and Mac. And it also has three unofficial 64-bit builds for Linux. Uh, It's it's amazing. Nobody knows about this. Well, I'm sure some people do because they keep doing it, right? But I recommend highly take a look at SeaMonkey, not as your regular browser, but just for some of the interesting things that it does. It doesn't take up a lot of space on your computer. And it it even has mail. <laughs> it, it, it's quite amazing. So, you know, just throw that into your bag of tricks, I think. So, Alan, you got anything else you want to tell us really oh. quick about the Intelligence Group? Uh, yeah, the Intelligence Group, we are a business strategist. We try to help businesses... Uh, I talk about how uh, helping smart business leaders take their businesses in directions that they hadn't considered, basically. But, and, and I have to tell you, Alan is really smart, and on Twitter he's at Berkson Zero. Why the zero? I always wondered. Because that Berkson was taken. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, uh, there <laughs> you go. Reason. And you, I know you have really a Twitter th- account because I just followed you on Twitter, and it's it's just at Alan Berkson. Is that right? No, at Berkson Zero. Berkson Zero. Oh, okay. No, guys. Alan. No, Alan. Okay, got it. Oh, by the way, Mark Bernhardt just said different browsers handle cascading style scripts and other layout techniques differently across Mac slash PC2, especially fonts. And Media Lab Rat says cross-browser testing is one of the most important and tedious things to do when you're developing platforms and websites. So there you go. See, this is something people are talking about. Get lots of people to talk about. And, Alan, let's continue the chat on Twitter. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for Alan, having thank me. you for joining Thanks, us. Mark. Hey, our pleasure. And when we come back, we got, I don't know what we're going to do, Marsha. I'm sure we got something to talk about. Uh, I don't next. have anything. You got nothing? Well, bye bye, no. everybody. <laughs> we'll see you Saturday. No, come back. We'll figure out something to talk about. Don't go away. This is Marsha Collier, and I'm here with Mark Cohen on 
WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. If you are not listening on your smartphone, WS Radio and our friends at MentorMate have just made it a lot easier with our new WS Radio 2.0 iPhone, BlackBerry, and Android apps. Just search for WS Radio in the iPhone store, BlackBerry, or Android market. There are all free downloads so you can listen live or on demand to your favorite show. These new apps work on most iPhones and for the newer BlackBerry and Androids. After you check them out and see how well they work, pay a little visit to our preferred app developer, MentorMate. They have been programming mobile applications for over 10 years now and are one of the few companies that handle all three major smartphones. The world is going mobile, and that is where your company should be. To learn more about MentorMate and our new WS Radio 2.0 phone apps, log on to wsradio.com forward slash mobile. That is wsradio.com forward slash mobile. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need to compete? Bjorn Stansvik from MentorMate has a solution for increasing the effectiveness of your workforce. The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com, that's I-Q-P-A-K-K.com to learn more. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And if you want to call us, we're at 866-WS-RADIO. Please do that. And I forgot to mention earlier one last thing about Phonitronics. Please follow. They have this little tiny... Twitter page with nobody following them, and it's uh, Plantronics DEV. So go out and follow them. You'll find out some cool news about uh, headsets and apps and stuff. Okay, uh, Weston, we were just talking. You said you had one more gaming thing. 
I did, and I also forgot to mention what I wanted uh, people to do for next week's gaming homework assignment. Yes. And I thought. Oh yes, we have to give the homework yeah. assignment. Yeah, and I, pe- more people, feel free to jump in on that. Uh, I'm not getting a lot of people into it, so you know, if if you can do it, I say do it. It's more more interaction for you know everyone else, so that's great. Anyway, so we, uh, you know, one of the big things that's been been uh, talked a lot about is about next generation consoles. So I would think it'd be fun if, uh, if say the people at Sony or the people at Microsoft came up to you, Mark, and said, mm-hmm. "Mark, if we want you to choose one of the features of the next generation console, what would w- that one feature? If you could do it, what would it be?" So I want you to think about okay, it. Okay, yeah, I'll have week. to think about that. Um, you know, w- whether you're just having dinner or just sitting down, I think it's just a cool little thing and see what people come up with. Wait, you want me to be having dinner or do you want me to just be sitting down? Uh, you could do both. <laughs> um, I, oh, I, I sitting down while having dinner—that's a unique concept. I think I'll try that. Well, actually, I'm I'm one of the kind of guys that I like to pace and kind of walk around while I eat. I don't know why that is. Interesting. All right. All right. We'll think about that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Um, and then uh, for the news story, um, that uh, I was going to mention that. Uh, do you, are you familiar with the cable channel G4? Yes. Sure. The gaming channel. Right. Exactly. So, well, I got some bad news for followers of the show X Play, which is on uh, G4. Uh, the longtime co-host of the um, of X Play, Adam Sessler. Well. He is parting with G4, um, and here's the thing about G4, because I think, I kind of feel that G4 is looked down upon by the gaming community, because there's not a really? lot... Really? It's not, there's not a lot of good content that gamers want to see. Um, they have... Well, but you see, you know, they really have to give content for, for the wide audience, and gamers are really deep, serious gamers, and it's kind of like when I write for Dummies Book. We have deep series content buried in there somewhere, but we don't get into the highly technical. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So I'm, that's probably why. Well, I'm not even asking for uh, extremely technical stuff because X-Play is not extremely te- technical. Um, it's right. just the fact that it covers uh, certain games. It will do um, previews of games that are coming out. And really, I feel like that was the only video game really show on G4. Uh, I don't have G4 anymore. Uh, remember, I have the most basic package for cable. So I haven't watched that uh, the channel for a long time. But I know that a lot of their programming is a lot of movies and cheaters and cops, like reruns of those shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like they have all this programming. I'm not sure if they just don't have the money for it. But for gamers, the only reason a lot of people were watching G4 was for X-Play. And Adam Sessler was a uh, main part of that show for a very long time. And for him to leave and kind of... You know, he was such a big part of that. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, the gamers that are currently watching G4. I'm not sure if they'll stick around, to be honest. Hmm. I mean, it's been around a long time. And, you know, they certainly skew to your age. Yes. You know, to, uh, to a younger audience. And there are a lot of gamers out there that are over the age of 22. So, you know, it'll be interesting to find out where they go. Yeah, and kind of the way I think of it as is almost like an opportunity. Because Adam Sessler is, I mean, he just loves the gaming community. He's passionate about it. And when the gaming community does something that hurts the community of gamers, mm-hmm. he'll call them out on it, which I've, I really appreciate about him. So he's kind of um, the guy that I'm aspiring to be uh, concerning cool. yeah. like, the, the media... <laughs> intermediary between video games and the, and the gaming community. And so I kind of, when somebody asked me what I want to do with my life, I kind of said, imagine me like the Ryan Seacrest of gaming, I guess. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good goal to have. I mean, I'd like to get a little more sleep than he does, but... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In fact, he was also in New Year's Eve. 
another person that was in that movie. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, uh, all right, well, cool. Well, now we know what you want to be when you grow up. Yep. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe G4, maybe IGN. That's, that's the place I want to go. So, uh, good luck to Adam Sessler. He did a good job while he was around. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, all right, Marcia. So let me talk Twitter for By a second. By the way, I have to tell you one thing that's really funny that I just found while we were sitting here chit-chatting around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mozilla just <laughs> launched Firefox 13 beta with speed boost. Hot on the heels of Firefox 12, Microsoft today which was Friday, unveiled a beta version of Firefox 13, which promises faster and easier web navigation. Um, It has all kinds of fancy things. New tabs will feature Chrome-esque quick links to the most visited sites. Uh, Take a look at it. I tweeted it out, so there's a good follow-up to uh, what we we were talking about. All right. (laughs) Uh, Now i got one for you. Since you've sucked me into Twitter, and uh, thank you. So much for that, and hey, I'm just, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm saying, and I'm using it. Yeah, we got uh, over 2,300 followers now, and thank you all for for listening. But so I've got, this is now the second time, uh, and you're the Twitter queen, so you can explain this to me. Yeah, we can talk a little Twitter. Yeah, all right, let's talk a little Twitter. First of all, I always wonder about the people on Twitter who have a lot of followers <laughs> and zero tweets. So the question is, either maybe they're just interested in what everybody else has to say. Or they are intending to pop up later and spam you with things that so you don't know at first that they're actually trying to do that. So comment on that. I never click a link right. unless it's somebody I know and respect. No, they don't even um, have links in this case. They're just up there and they're a Twitter follower and they have, you know, seven thousand Twitter followers, whatever the number is. And but they don't tweet anything. Well, okay, and they followed you. And they followed me, correct. So I'm always thinking, all right, what's the deal here? Okay, I don't follow them back. There are people who, you know, when I follow back, I check the little bio, the little profile of everybody. If they're not tweeting, I don't follow them back. It's a game. It's an ego game that some people play. By the way, anyone who's listening on Twitter who wants to comment on this, please tweet out Tech Radio. Because I don't see the point. But there are people. It's an ego deal totally. to see how many followers they can get to see how many followers they can get and if they're a business so they can say i have a bazillion twitter followers right but if you go to clout.com mm-hmm. have you been to clout.com oh yeah sure i have a clout, a clout uh, everybody score. has a clout score if you check the clout scores of some of those people they're going to be really low because on social media you're measured by engagement Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, you can be a broadcaster, and indeed, that is one of the clout categories of mm-hmm. people, is a broadcaster. I'm a pundit. I, I haven't checked yours, so I don't know what they call you. Um, but everybody has a type, and uh, Valencia just says she gets a, gets them a lot, too, and she, she doesn't follow them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvin, uh, Funtime777, seven, 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 Seven. <laughs> said if they don't tweet there's no info to follow so he doesn't follow back either right um it's obviously just an ego game that some p- people do and it's it, it's just crazy and it it's a time waster yeah it, it really does strike me as just what's the point mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. all right uh and before and i do want to talk about let's talk about cloud a little bit after we finish the conversation okay well uh, since we were talking about twitter one thing i want to tell you have you started any twitter lists 
I have a, I believe I have a few Twitter lists, yes. Okay, so when you have your Twitter list and you find somebody like people who listen to tech radio, I should probably start a list, and I will, right. of people who listen to tech radio. We should do. So that somebody else can come on. I think I'll do that right after the show. Um, what they're, you know, what you can do is by one click, you can follow all the other listeners of Tech Radio. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. By yeah, the way, Berkson, Alan Berkson just said followers, Facebook likes. It doesn't mean anything if you can influence or drive a call to action. If you okay. can't influence. And um, Mark Bernhardt says if they're not tweeting, they're spammers or just trying to boost their ego. Oh, he quoted me. Yes, he did. I, I've heard that. I just heard that somewhere. That's a funny story. Yeah, I know. I heard that. Wow. Funny. Wow. All right. So here's another one for you. Uh, and this is the second person. Now, I deleted the first one from as a follower who came back with this. Hi, some person is posting really bad rumors about you. And, uh, okay. And then they send you to a URL, which, of course, I refuse to click on. Good move. Good move, because what that is, is that person's account has been spammed, or hacked, rather. And what I generally do, if it's somebody that I know, I will publicly, you know, at reply them, I think your account has been hacked. Got it. Please change your password. Okay. And that's the best thing they can do, because all of a sudden those will come in a giant wave. Uh, Weston, do you get those as well? Uh, occasionally. Um, I remember I'd have to do that a lot for Facebook, always having to send my friends, guys, I think you've been spammed. And do yeah. you? Th- and if you click on that, then that gives you them access to what you're doing. Is that what you're saying, Marcia? Well, once you click that link, mm-hmm. it's a malware mm-hmm. that could infest your computer. Right. Remember that once you open a browser window, and I use that program. We had him on the air one time, a great guy from Malware Bytes. Yep. Uh-huh. And that actually, and also Avast, will just stop um, in its tracks right. any website that's about to attack you. Yeah. Uh, also, Marsha, when we come back, let's talk. We, we really haven't talked much about clout. And uh, maybe you can give everybody a lesson on how do you increase your clout score? What does it really all mean? Do we really care? Clout's been in beta, what? I don't know. Three years, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They, they, they call well, themselves. Well, I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you how long uh, Google Plus and on all those other are things in beta, were in right. beta. So, yeah. As is Siri, as we know. Siri, get out of beta because we really want you to work a little well, bit. Well, I'd like Siri to work better. You know. Yeah, cl- yeah. Siri does does not do as well. Although I have to say, generally it works really well. And they've got. I think we talked about the clever new commercials they've got with. Um, is it Zoe Deschanel and uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Have you seen the new Siri commercials? Yes, I, I haven't. Yeah, they're funny. They're they're very cute and, and very funny. And uh, we sh- we are sometime. There rumor is that either there is a development conference from Apple. It's coming out in June, where they have traditionally talked about the new iPhone. But most people are saying, uh uh-uh, probably not till September or October. So well, we got we're going to talk, talk about cloud. I'm going to tell you how yeah. the website came about and why it was developed. And we got the buy of the week coming up next. You Don't got go it. This is Marsha Collier. I'm here with Mark Cohen on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time. With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. 
Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com/wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com/wsradio. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid US Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com/cooleBayTools. Dymo Indicia is the leading internet postage provider with over five billion dollars of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over a hundred third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage shipping internationally. With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com/cooleebaytools. Attention, online sellers! Introducing a great source for high-quality, low-cost merchandise. Genco Marketplace is America's largest wholesale source of store returns and closeout inventory. Our huge volume and variety of products means online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. Are you an adventurous wine drinker? Would you enjoy trying a bold red with dark fruit and a spicy finish from Hungary, or an amphora-style Chivi Pinot with layers of complex flavors? Carpathian Wines hand selects extraordinary wines from premier Central European wineries. At CarpathianWines.com, you'll find amazing dry whites, big juicy reds, even the famous Tokaya Azu. Discover award-winning limited production wines from the heart of Central Europe. Find them only at CarpathianWines.com. 